All right, Romans 8. Go to Romans 8 with me. You ready to get some, some deep word here? Yeah. We are just going to focus on Romans 8 this morning, amen? And I would recommend you focus on Romans 8 for this entire month. This is so rich. This is one of the only letters Paul wrote to, uh, to the Romans where there wasn't a church first established. So this is kind of a condensed doctrine to the Romans, amen? To get a church established. So Romans 8 is a power chapter. And it starts out by King James translators adding a verse in the very first sentence. Yeah, so we're going to cross that out of our Bibles because they added it, not God. Amen? The very first verse in Romans 8.1. Get this. If you get this in your spirit, you'll never be the same. There is therefore now, say now, now. no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Period. Original Greek has. There's no run-on sentence there. The King James translators added that run-on sentence, which we'll read also in the end of verse 4. Amen? It's in verse 4, and they added it there. Cross it out. The original Greek does not have that. The original Greek reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Period. Not what you do yesterday, not what you do tomorrow. Not what someone says you are, not what you think you are even. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. It has nothing to do with your flesh. It has everything to do with Him. We were made the permanent righteousness of God in Him. Through His blood we're righteous. Nothing you'll ever do in this life, no heinous crime you commit, no sin you commit in the flesh, is more powerful than the blood of Jesus. You were forever made on the cross the permanent righteousness of God. That means the perfect standing of God you have now become through Christ and His cross. I can go to God any time. In the worst sin, I can speak face to face to Him. Because my spirit's been made one with Him. It's not of works, lest any man should boast, Paul said in Ephesians. It's not of the flesh. It's of the spirit. It's of the blood. Amen? I'm permanently righteous. If I'm about to murder someone, I'm going to be speaking out of my lips. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? That'll stop the sin cold. Amen? Amen. That'll put you in dominion over your flesh Amen. and over the lust of the flesh. Amen? Amen? But knowing your righteousness, knowing that there's nothing that can condemn you is a huge victory in the kingdom. Once you're established in this, the Bible says, be established in righteousness. Once you're established in this, you are established and nothing can move you. You are rooted and grounded in him and in his kingdom. When you know you're the righteousness of God. When temptation comes in, it's not of you. It's of the devil. Amen? When that stuff comes in and tries to embark you and push itself on you and you start to feel that, oh, that's me. It's not you. It's Satan trying to attach himself to you. He comes with a thought and a feeling every time. A thought and a feeling. A word and a feeling. You're sick, and he touches your body. No, the word says I'm healed. Resist the devil, and he'll run from me in terror. Amen? I'm not sick. I don't take sickness. I only take things from heaven. Amen? Why do you live such a good life? Because I refuse to take anything that's bad. <laughs> don't take bad stuff. Only take good stuff. Amen? There's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. A kingdom of death and a kingdom of life. You choose which kingdom you're going to live in. Amen? You choose it with your mouth. Amen? You got saved through your mouth, you'll die because of your mouth. You'll live because of your mouth. You get fed because of your mouth. Amen? Everything in your life came out of your mouth first. Amen? <laughs> the power of words is so, so important, isn't it? Amen? We can't get away from that. Life and death are in the hand. The literal Hebrew says the hand of the tongue. The hand of the tongue. Life and death are now in your hand. The hand of your tongue. No one else's. I don't care what the word curses were. Amen. Generational curses that pass down, like we hear someone with cancer, all that, and it just keeps falling, divorce, keeps falling and falling down. All those are, are word curses that have been cast down through the generations. Their father's father told them they'll be bald, now they're bald because they said it. Their father said it, now they said it, and they said it, and they said it. Generational curses are just words spoken over the next generation. 
All you have to do is speak life to overcome those. Amen. 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 Oh, he'll never amount to much. That's a generational curse that's been spoken over you. Words are the most powerful thing in existence. You can break those by planting new seed over your life. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord, meaning he spoke and meditated the word over his own life. Because nobody else is going to do it for you. Praise God for pastors and teachers and those in ministry and those in the body of Christ who are equipped to encourage. Amen? Amen. They'll help you, but you still have to do it on yourself. Because when you're alone, the devil is going to try to tempt everyone. Amen? Amen. You've got to do it for yourself. You've got to take up your, your sword, the word of God. Amen? Amen? And cast down those lying imaginations and word curses of others. Amen? Amen. No, I'm going to live 120 years because the Bible says so. No doctor, family member throughout the generations. Oh, you know, they just die young. The whole family has always died young. Cancer is just part. No. Divorce is upon you. know, that just trickles down. No. Stop it. You stop it. Amen. You use your authority and stop those words and plant the word of God in your heart instead. Amen. You become what you say, not what someone else says. Amen. You are the only one with jurisdiction over your life. Not God and not the devil and nobody else. Life and death are in the hand of your tongue. Not God's and not Satan's. Your tongue. You're the one with the responsibility and the authority and the dominion now. Amen? What you say comes to pass. The more you believe in your words, the faster they produce. Amen? You have whatsoever you say. If your words are backed by faith and you put faith, love, encouragement, joy, whatever it is, into your words, that's what they'll produce in your life. If you put fear, doubt, unbelief, condemnation, and discouragement into your words, that's what they'll produce in your life. Because life and death are in the hand of your tongue. You can speak life or death, and that's what will happen eventually. It's guaranteed. It's spiritual law. Anybody who's ever died prematurely, you can trace back to this law. Amen. Anyone who's lived long, you can trace back to this law. I hear an elderly saying, I'm going to live a long life, and they do. Jack Lane, for instance, talked himself into a long life, a strong, healthy life. It says in the, in the, in the word that Moses' natural forces were not abated, nor was his eyesight diminished at 120 years old. And the Bible says in Acts, God is not a respecter of persons. So if he'll do it for Moses, he'll do it for me. If he did it for Moses, he'll do it for you. The only thing that can take you out of the perfect will is yourself. Amen? The only thing that can take us out of his word is us. Life and death have been delegated to our tongues, our mouths. That's how important this is. It saved my life in infirmity. It saved my life in financial famine. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. If you don't side with the circumstances, the word will see you through into victory every single time. Without fail. He can't fail. He's not a man that he can lie. It's impossible for him to lie. Whatever he says is truth. Amen. So there is therefore, right now, no condemnation to you. If you feel guilty, if you feel ashamed, that's a lie from the pit of hell. The word says there's no condemnation to you now in him. Amen. you got to get feelings out. We're spirits. Amen. We're not dictated by what this tells me. Amen. If you have a workout routine, you're not going to wake up, oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. You know, if you have a health routine and you want to eat good, I'm not feeling it. You can't be moved by feelings. Check up on yourself. How often do you say that phrase, I'm not feeling it? It should be, I know this and I know this. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. Amen. You got to get feelings out. Because we're not ruled by the flesh. Amen? We're ruled by the Holy Spirit. We're ruled by the Holy Spirit and our spirit yoked up and together in us the perfect image and likeness of Christ. Amen. It doesn't matter how I feel. My kids are going to church every Sunday. Amen? They're going to hear the word. That's where they need to be. As their spirit grows, you grow. Your spirit's the most important focus in your life. We eat so much. We feed our body so much. The whole world is focused on the outside appearance. God looks at the heart of man. If we put spiritual character development first, we will grow to new heights. It just, it's, it's a must. It just happens. Because it's who we are. 
We're inside out people. We grow inside and it spreads outward. In and out Christians. That's what a Christian's all about. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit, oh, I love this verse. The law, this is law. There's spiritual laws written in heaven and in earth. Amen? Amen. And the devil is a perfect lawyer. He'll get you on your words. Amen? He doesn't need anything else. He doesn't move by thoughts or feelings. All he moves is by jurisdiction and law. If they gave me authority with their mouth, I can come in. He's a perfect lawyer, remember that. He'll creep in any way he can because he knows his rights. You should know your rights better than the devil does to keep him out of your garden of Eden, amen? You should know your authority and dominion like no one else better than him, amen? To keep him out of your life. For the law, this is spiritual law, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Say free. Free. Say I'm free indeed. I'm free indeed. He who the sun sets free. He who the sun sets free. Is free indeed. Is free indeed. Say I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Keep saying I'm free. When you feel entangled, say I'm free. When you feel like bondage is trying to creep on you, say I'm free. It's good. Speak the word, amen. The word will make you. The word will become flesh and dwell amongst us. The more we speak it, amen? amen. The more we align ourselves in it. Speaking aligns our soul, our body, and our spirit in line with Him. Because words dominate. The law of spirit of life and the law of spirit of death. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, the Ten Commandments, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. It's already dead. He killed it. He condemned it in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled. Say fulfilled. It's already accomplished. It's already fulfilled. It's already filled in us. Say in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds, your, part of your soul realm, your mind, your mind, your will, and your emotions are part of your middleman, your soul. You are a spirit. You have a soul who lives in a body. You're not going to take your body to heaven, but you will take your soul to heaven. Your personality, you're going to know each other in heaven. Amen? How? By your souls. Amen. To the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit. Amen. For the Spirit of wisdom and revelation that just crept into the service. Glory to God for that prophetic anointing. I give you the glory, Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. We praise Him. Just give Him some praises. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in our midst. One touch from heaven, one revelation from heaven, one word from heaven can change our entire course and existence forever. We give you all the praises, Holy Spirit, for speaking fresh manna, fresh wisdom from heaven. We thank you for it, for illuminating our eyes of the understanding that they may be enlightened right now in this service, to grasp this word like never before. I thank you for that covering and mantle that has come in, and I give you all the praises for it in the name of Jesus. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Now just align yourself with it and flow in it and tap into it. Amen. The Spirit is moving in this place. I thank you for the gifts. For the Spirit longs to pour out His gifts on the stable and well-versed in the Word. We never build a church based on the moving and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We always build on the revelation knowledge of Christ, which he said, on the rock and on the word of God. The gifts will come if the word is founded and in place. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for your gifts in this place. We give you all the praises for moving amongst us as you wish. Jesus, you are the head of the church. Do as you please in your mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, 
for to be carnally minded is death. That word carnally, that root word, carne. Carne asada, <laughs> carne, meathead. <laughs> Don't be a meathead. <laughs> for to be a meathead is death. Don't be carnally or naturally minded. You can't be too spiritually minded. Remember that old phrase? To be so heavenly minded is no earthly good. Yes, it is. The more heavenly minded you are, the better on earth you are. For to be carnally minded is death, naturally minded. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you don't feel an influx of life and peace, you're probably back in the flesh. You're probably looking at yourself again. Switch that and look with Him. Look to Him, amen? Pray in the Spirit. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. But the carnal mind, because the carnal mind, the natural mind, is enmity against God. It's in opposition with God and His Word. The natural mind can't understand the Word of God. Carnal Christians can't understand this book. You need the writer and the author in you. You need the Holy Spirit to thoroughly understand this. You need to pray in tongues to understand this. Amen? Two-thirds of this book was written from a man who prayed in tongues more than all the church, he said. Amen? Tongues taps you into revelation. It will explain to you what you're reading. The Holy Spirit, the author of this book. Amen? You need him to understand this. Without him, we can't understand this. It's just black and white, ink and paper. But with the Holy Spirit, it's life and breath and healing to all our flesh. He has to breathe on it. Amen? It has to become real and living and revelation for you to understand it, to live it. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Another verse says, without, with, without faith it's impossible to please Him. Amen. So those who are in faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, can always please Him. Amen? If you're in faith, you're well pleasing to God according to the Word. If you're standing in faith, you are pleasing the Lord with your life. Over four times, Paul says, the just shall live by faith. The word says four times, the just shall live by faith. If you're walking by faith, if you're standing and believing according to the word of God, you are pleasing your heavenly father. There's no greater place to be in. Amen. Than in that stance of faith. That brings pleasure to God. What you feel is hard in that hard place, standing on the word of God, my needs being met, my finances coming in, my health being restored is well-pleasing to the Lord, your stance of faith. That's great. That's good news to me, amen? That keeps me encouraged to keep going. I'm pleasing God. I don't care who else I please, amen? If I'm pleasing God, that's all that matters. If I'm standing in faith, I'm always pleasing Him. (coughs) Hallelujah. Jesus said, when I return, shall I find faith on the earth? He's always looking for faith. Smith Wigglesworth who uh, is on record as raising, I believe, 26 people from the dead. Hospital records have proven it. 26. He has said, I believe God will pass over a thousand people just to give, get to one person in faith. He'll pass over a multitude, sea of Christians, sea of churches, just to get to one person who's believing. There is a complete difference from the Christian and the believer. You should look it through it in the Word. Christians mentioned once by Peter. Believers mentioned all throughout the word. There's Christians and then disciples. Christians, then believers. Believers make disciples. Christians don't. If you've never had disciples, you're probably just a Christian. You're probably just going to heaven. You got your ticket in, and now you live how you want. But disciples follow him. And he who follows the great shepherd shall indeed become a shepherd. And you'll have disciples of your own. We follow Jesus, they follow us. Amen. Amen? Amen? That's the way to discipleship. So many churches are trying to disciple the nations, but they're not disciples. They're just Christians. You can't make disciples out of something you're not to begin with. You can't recreate yourself, or you can't recreate what you're not. 
You can only create what you already are. We're little Christ, little Christians. Amen? We're supposed to be just like Him. The world's supposed to be drawn to us through our love for one another, just like He did. Amen? This is how we make disciples, by keeping our love commandment and our love walk. Despite what we feel, despite the offenses, despite anything of the flesh, we keep our love command no matter what. Yes, sir. And disciples are produced. Amen. And the gospel spreads. The kingdom spreads through discipleship. Amen. But again, you can't disciple if you're not a disciple. You can't teach someone how to plumb if you're not a plumber. Amen. You can't teach someone something you're not. People won't follow what you're not. They follow who you are. Amen. That's the key to discipleship. Stay close to Jesus. First be a disciple. Amen. And he'll take you to new heights. And many will follow you. Amen. As long as you follow him, many will follow you. It says over and over again in the Gospels, the crowds, the the whole world has gone after him. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. What shall we do? The whole world has gone after him. Everyone was following Jesus. Amen. Amen. But he only had three. (laughs) out of all that multitude that were brought into the room for healing that he used to pray and raise that girl from the dead only brought three out of twelve those closest to him disciples, amen John being the youngest who lived the longest and had the greatest revelation of love in the Bible he calls himself in the gospel of John his beloved the disciple Jesus loved is how he refers to himself. If John spoke good of himself, so should me and you. Amen? I'm the disciple Jesus loved. I must be God's favorite. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Speak highly of yourself because he always does. Amen? He's always speaking highly of you. When you commune with him in his word, you'll leave refreshed and encouraged. That's just his presence. Amen? That's just his words encouraging you and rubbing off on you. He thinks highly of yourself, of you, more than you do, amen? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The carnal mind's enmity against God, amen? We got to renew it with the truth. What he thinks about me, how he loves me, has to be transformed and renewed in our mind to actually walk it out without condemnation. Amen. No condemnation, righteousness abounds. That's what the Bible says we have. No condemnation. (laughs) That's good news, amen? Hallelujah. Just think about that. Just think about a girl who was raped or whatever, abused as a child, condemned, alcoholic dad, whatever, and non-Christian comes to hear there's no condemnation in Christ. What a blessing. What a freedom that is. Chackles just fall off. Amen. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. You get in him, you get free. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. I'm Elisha Bonanzi and I approve this message. (laughs) Are we on Facebook? Hi. (laughs) Say hi. Facebook Live. Hi, Shaney, Chip, Kyle Robinson, and Lori. (laughs) Our four. (laughs) Just kidding. We have other viewers. But I know those four are tuned in, so thank you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Where was I? Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. He's telling us right here, sitting here, for everyone who's in Christ Jesus, we're no longer in the flesh, even though we live in it. But we're in the Spirit. So you don't have to toggle back and forth. I think I'm in the... No, you're in the Spirit. Amen? If the Holy Spirit's in you, you're in Him. Period. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. This is how big He is compared to you. Amen? You're in the Spirit now. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, the Anointed One and his anointing, Christ, he is not his. And since, cross out that word if, all the ifs in this chapter literally mean since. So there's no question about this. It's past, it's done, amen? The literal says, and since Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, 
but the spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. You live through righteousness. In life in righteousness you shall be established. Amen. Verse 11. Satan's always trying to come against your righteousness because it's how you get established in the kingdom. He tries to come with you at every angle, family, friends, those who you're closest to, a distance, any way he can to try to condemn you. Amen. But who are you going to run with? Who are you going to link up with? The word or the devil? The lies or the truth? Amen. You are now the righteousness of God in him. But since, that word if is since again, verse 11. But since the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, this is the spirit of God, Yadhe Vadhe, the Father. Since the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. God is in you now. God is in me now. Oh, if we could just get this, it would change how we live forever. Whenever I don't feel good, God's still in me. Whenever I don't want to do this because of the flesh, God is in me. Yes, sir. God's in me now. Amen? You're the one wearing the garment. You're the one wearing the anointed one. You're the one wearing the robe. You've been clothed with righteousness. You're anointed. Amen? Christ in you, the hope of glory. The world's hope for glory is inside of you and each one of us. Amen? One body, one anointing, one baptism, one spirit, one Jesus. If the church could just get back to one Jesus, that would eliminate the 45,000 denominations that were created by man. Man. Oh, man. All right. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And since Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But since the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, get this, in you, dwells in you. That's why you got to reread Romans 8. Get this in your spirit. Oh, Romans 8. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through what? Through working out and eating right. No. That helps. You got to maintain your flesh. It says offer up to God a living sacrifice, your body. Amen. So you're you're designed, created to keep it. Amen. To keep it fit, to keep it nourished. Amen. But life everlasting, the true force that even gives you the power to work out or the power, the willpower to eat right comes through your spirit. As your spirit man grows up and grows and grows and grows, so will your flesh. So will your mind. Everything comes through the spirit man. Amen? Amen. God is a spirit, Jesus said. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it comes through the inside. He will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That's why praying in tongues is so important. Jude 20 says, Beloved, build yourself up or edify yourself. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the unknown tongue or in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God. So praying in tongues builds me up spiritually on my faith, and it also keeps me in my love command. It also keeps me in his love. That's how important this is. Amen? As I continue to pray in tongues, I feel my flesh get stronger. Amen. As I continue to pray in tongues, I'm enlivened. I'm charged up. If that word edify literally means to charge up like a battery. Your whole being gets supercharged through the Holy Spirit, through praying in tongues. Amen. That's why Paul said, I wish you all pray in tongues. And I pray in tongues more than you all. He had to be supercharged to go to Rome. He had to be supercharged to get out of every chain, every shackle, every affliction, sewage up to his neck. Amen? To pursue his course. So do you and me. You have to pray in tongues. You have to be charged up to walk the life of love. To walk in his commandment. Amen? You got to be prayed up. Amen? Hallelujah. We have the Holy Spirit. Amen? The devil doesn't. The world doesn't. He's a gift to the church. Amen? Not the world. 
Use them. Get with them. Amen? Commune with them. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is everyone getting something from this? Yes. Amen. I'm getting fired up just talking about praying in tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Therefore, brethren and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, what it says to do or what it says not to do. For if you live according to the flesh, I love this verse. This is the John Wayne verse in the Bible. You will die. <laughs> If you live according to the flesh, you'll die. <laughs> Amen. Is that simple? If you sit in front of the TV, I've said this before, watching Seinfeld eight hours a day and eating chocolate chip brownies for the rest of your life, just give it a month, just do a trial period of a month, you'll die. <laughs> you will start to deteriorate. Amen. From the inside out. First your spirit suffers, then your soul, then your body. Again, you're inside-out Christians. What you feed will make its way to the outside. What you put in you. If you put in the world's trash, you'll become a piece of trash even though you're in the kingdom. Amen? But if you put in the kingdom's goods, you'll always be good and on time. Amen? Refined in the refiner's fire. Amen? Gold on the earth. Vessels of gold that he can use. Amen? Cherished vessels. So again, what you put in you... What you put in you will come out of you. Amen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. <laughs> but if by the Spirit, again, by the Spirit, not by the flesh here. We don't take the flesh in the crucified on the cross by the power of the flesh. Jesus willed himself to the cross by the Spirit. You run your race, you run your business, you run your course, your ministry. <coughs> Businessmen have to be so souped up in the Word and know God's their source before they ever enter into business, I found. Amen? Because you're dealing with the world every day. Amen? you got to pray in tongues to survive, to thrive. Amen? It's not just survival, praying in tongues. It's thrival. Amen? Thriving in this life as kings, as we'll get to. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. Here's the secret by the spirit, by the inner man, the inner man that's nourished in the word of God. Smith Wigglesworth always ate the word just as much as he ate food. After every meal, he'd read the word to his family. Everyone, ministry trips and all, whoever he was with, after he got done eating food, he'd read the Bible and eat it to feed his, his real man. This is the real man, amen? The real us is on the inside. Hallelujah. We feed it, the flesh gets stronger and stronger. Proverbs says, the spirit of the man will sustain him in bodily harm or injury or trouble. The spirit of the man. That's where the power is. Amen? For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons or daughters of God. For you did not receive, verse 15, the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Or Abba, Love. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of love, of God. God is love. Whenever you see God, write love above it. He is love, amen? That we are the children of love. That's why it's our royal commandment. It's who He is. When you're walking in love, you're walking in Him. Uh, copyright that. <laughs> when you're walking in love, you're walking in God. Verse 17. And since, that word if is since. And since you are children, then you're now heirs. Oh, that's a big inheritance from the Father. Heirs of God, of love, and joint heirs, knit together with Christ. Whatever Christ has, you have access to. That's what this means, a joint heir. Whatever he has, you're entitled to. Amen? His anointing has become your anointing. Who he is has become you. Your joint heirs, yoked up together. Amen? With Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together as he is. He's in glory right now, amen? 
Hallelujah. And we're joint heirs with him. Be it done on this earth just as it is in heaven, he said. Told us to pray, amen. He's in glory. He's rich, 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 amen. As he is, so are you in this world, the Bible says. You're a joint heir together with him. When that clicks, you'll never have to suffer with poverty again. You'll never have to struggle against that temptation again. Amen. You're a joint heir with him. All the Father has, he gave to the Son. All the Son has, he gave to us. He's our intercessor, our mediator. But we're yoked up together with him. Amen. God loves, God loves you exactly the same as he loves Jesus. You're in him. We're in his name. When we speak, we speak in his name, just like every ambassador does. We're ambassadors for Christ Jesus. When we speak, heaven hears Jesus speaking. When we speak, demons hear Jesus. That's the authority we have on earth. In his name, you'll do greater works than these. In my name. Hallelujah. It's because there's more of us in his name. Now the works can multiply. Oh, he's so rich. Amen. Can we continue here? Okay, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, Paul the Apostle writing this, who suffered greatly, he was actually promised by Jesus himself on the road to Damascus on his conversion, you shall see my sufferings. How would you like that promise when you get saved? <laughs> You're going to suffer big time, boy. Wow. And we see that all throughout the scripture. Paul suffered big time. Me and you will never have to suffer like him. It was promised to him. Face to face with Jesus. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, so anything you go through, will never compare to Paul the Apostle. Will never compare to Jesus. Amen. The only suffering me and you have to do is to ignore the suffering Jesus already did. Amen. We're seated with him in glory right now. You don't have to work yourself into glory. You don't have to suffer your way into glory. You've been seated in glory again through him, not your works, lest any man should boast. Through his righteousness, you're now seated at the right hand of the Father, a joint heir. That's where we are spiritually, amen? Over the circumstances, over this earth. Amen, that's where we're from. Hallelujah. Okay, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed, where? In us. Christ did you the hope of glory. The glory is going to come out of you, amen? Hallelujah. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation, the earth, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Woo! The earth is waiting for man, the sons of God and women, to use their authority from heaven. The earth is longing for this. Be in charge already. Put me in subjection. Put sin under your feet. Amen? The earth is crying out to this for this, the Bible says. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption, the earth, sin, Adam's sin who passed upon the whole earth, not just mankind. I don't believe God created great whites and rattlesnakes. Sin did. Anything that comes to steal, kill, or destroy is of the devil. God did not create tornadoes and tsunamis to kill people. He created hurricanes to water the earth. They were his water system in the Garden of Eden. Satan, sin, twisted those things to cause them to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? This is what the word's saying here. To put these things under your feet. Yes, take control of the weather. Do these things as I did before your presence. You use your authority and dominion on the earth because it's groaning and travailing for you to use it. Take charge of every circumstance. 
anything that's not lining up with what I said, he gives you dominion over to put under your feet. Amen? Hallelujah. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The earth is going to be delivered into our hands when Jesus comes. Amen? This is God's intent to deliver it to the righteous. It's His intent right now for you to have dominion over the earth and everything in it. Amen? Hallelujah. I know we're running out of time. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Volcanoes, eruptions, earthquakes. That's just because of sin. It's groaning. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience and perseverance. Verse 26, likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That's the correct translation. Not infirmities, but weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us which, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. He knows how to get the job done. Amen? Notice this. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor down here. You and me have two intercessors. The Holy Spirit on the earth and Jesus in heaven. Woo. That's called power. With groanings which can't be uttered, or God talk. Literally, God talk. That's what that word means. Groanings which can't be uttered, God talk. They come right out from your spirit. Jesus had said he moaned and groaned in the spirit before he lays Lazarus. He was grieved. He, uh, the power source just oh, was in him. He moaned, he grieved, and then he said, Lazarus, come forth. That power was built up in him by the Holy Spirit. And his words went affected immediately. And he was shot out of that tomb like a cannon. That grave, that tomb was built on an incline. He was wrapped in grave clothes. He was literally shot out like a bullet from that tomb. That's the only way he could get out, was to be shot up that upslope. That's what the power of the word did. Lazarus, come forth. Awesome. Woo. Glory to God. That's the spirit that's in us. With groanings which can't be uttered. They're just they're murmuring God talk inside of you. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So whenever you pray in tongues, it says right here, you're praying the perfect will of God. Amen? And his perfect will is John is third John two. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in heaven, just as your soul prospers. You're going to be led into those two areas of life if you pray in tongues enough. Amen? You'll be led into prosperity and you'll be led into health. Amen? According to the perfect will of God. And we know that all things work together. We're going to wrap. We're going to finish, okay? We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called. Say the called. See, now you have a title. You're not just called, you're the called. Amen? Say it with me, I'm the called. I am called. According to his purpose. For whom he foreknew you, he also predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the first brethren among many who? Brethren. Well, Jesus is our older brother now. Whoa. Savior, redeemer, healer, Friend, God of the universe, and older brother. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to follow him. Amen? Yeah. Moreover, whom he predestined, those he also called. Whom he called, he justified us. And whom he justified, he glorified. He raised us up together with himself, Ephesians says. Amen. We can finish this chapter. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> two more, two more paragraphs here. What then shall we say to these things? If is since 
Since God is for us. Write that in your Bible. Since. There's no question about this. It's a misinterpretation again. Since God is for us, who can be against us? Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I love that verse. He who did not, and I love this verse. Wow. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, Jesus, also freely give us all things? Woo! If he sacrificed his best seed, if he gave us his everything, what's left? They're just a car, a house. Those are just small things compared to his son. Amen. Amen. Too blessed to be stressed. If he sacrificed his son, his only begotten son for us, and freely gave him to us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This is our inheritance. Join heirs with Christ, who was sacrificed on our behalf. Raised up together in him and seated at the right hand of the Father. Freely, it says. It says freely on purpose that you don't have to work for this inheritance. Say, it's coming. It's coming. I take it. I take it. With him also freely give us all things. If we get this in our spirit, all things will be at it. Amen. This is a powerful verse. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's me and you, amen? We were elected, chosen, called. Amen. It is God who justified you. Who is he who who tries to condemn you? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. The Holy Spirit and Jesus himself continually making intercession for us. The kingdom is the place to be. Amen. Jesus is always praying for you. The Holy Spirit is always praying for you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. More than a conqueror in any weapon formed against you. More than a conqueror in any tongue that tries to condemn you. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who lives in you, who raised you up together with himself. Who is man who he can condemn you? Christ justified you through his blood. No words more powerful than the blood. Amen. You're forever redeemed. You're forever made righteous. You're forever uncondemned. I go free. I'm a free man in him. Hallelujah. Feel so rich. Feel so good to be in him. The redeemer of our souls. Amen. The blood of Jesus. For I am persuaded, verse 38, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, anything that's ahead, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who we've been grafted into. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. Nothing can come against what's already been finished. When Jesus said, it is finished, he meant business. Poverty was taken. Lack was taken. Sickness was taken. Disease was taken. Death was taken upon his body on the tree. He took it all. Amen. All we have to do is come in. Just come into it. By faith. No love, no faith. No faith, no grace. It's all by grace. Freely give us all things, Timothy says, to enjoy. Mm. God provides. 
God supplies. He's a good, good father. He will never leave you orphan. He will provide your every need in this life as long as you look to him and stand firm upon his word. That's why it pays to serve him. He's rich. Amen. You sow one seed here, he multiplies it back to you. He tells you to give your time here, he multiplies time back to you. You help a person here, he helps you in return so that you can help many more. He will always supply for his work and kingdom. Amen. I love what Jesse DePlanet says, who has a million dollars in television bills that come to his address every month. Goes to his mailbox, grabs a bill, Lord, you have mail. Does not touch them in his thought life. It's the Lord's work, it's the Lord's ministry, and he provides everything for his work. Not you and me. He does it. Amen? It's a good place to be. Is in him doing what he says. Amen? He provides every need. Everything. Everything to accomplish it. Amen. Let's all stand. Glory to God. Did someone get something from this? Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us on Facebook. We love you. The weather's great. Come on out. Amen, amen. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are in our midst. Where two or three are gathered, you're here. We thank you, Lord, for a fresh infilling, a fresh baptism, fresh revelation from heaven that you gave us, Lord. We go out with our intercessor, the Holy Spirit, and pray in tongues every day of our life, praying heaven to earth. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading our path, for guiding us. You're our comforter, and you lead us into all truth. You're our teacher. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that this year, the year of abundant harvest, we get to know you better than ever before. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us in the ark. We made it. Amen.